0: The the fear might be holding your you back because you're you're comfortable. You're you're comfortable in where you are, whether it's a corporate job or whether it's a business that you've already built. But looking toward the passion and the end goal and the story you want to tell is more important than your fear. Of-
1: This is the Girl Behind the Hustle podcast, and I'm Lucretia LC Thomas. Each week, I'm chatting with some incredible women across all industries and backgrounds who've agreed to tell the truth about what it really means to hustle. It's time for us to be honest, to let other women know that they aren't alone, to share our mountains and our valleys, to practice self care, and celebrate our wins together. It's time to hear the truth from the women behind the hustle. This is The Girl Behind the Hustle, and I'm your host, Lucretia L. C. Thomas. Hey, girlfriends, it's Lucretia. Thank you so much for checking out The Girl Behind the Hustle podcast today. So we are fresh off all of the sales of Black Friday, Cyber Monday. What did you guys find? For me, this is probably one of the first times I've done Black Friday shopping in quite some time. And I really just want to get things that I knew would be on sale that I needed for work. So I got a new Chromebook because I am so tired of logging around my laptop. And sometimes you can't do everything on the iPad, even with the keyboard. Also, I'm going to pick up a media kit. Those are still on sale till tonight. Girl, GoDaddy had domains on sale. All I saw was different classes, courses, webinars on sale. And probably over the next couple of weeks, those are still going to be on sale with different businesses. So if there's some classes, webinars, e-courses that you've been watching, um, different people have, definitely think about picking some of those up because I'm sure those will be on sale over the next few weeks. And invest in yourself. But you know what should not be on sale? Your patience, your time, your boundaries. Let's not discount those things over the next few weeks because y'all know it gets stressful around this time of year. People are short, okay? So let's just make sure that we are continuing to pour into ourselves. So let me tell you guys a little bit about who I'm chatting with today. So what do you do when you see the media telling a single story about your culture and history? You change the narrative, which is also my favorite new quotes. All right. Today, quote, you know, let me just pause. <laughs> Y'all, I just want to touch on Amarion. And if you do not know who Amarion is, feel free to Google. I'll do my little snippet best of explaining who he is. So Amarion is officially for me, the king of changing the narrative. Don't let the small things get to you. Don't let some of the big things get to you. Position yourself and pivot to change the narrative and take advantage of the situation. All right. So today I'm chatting with Karina of Karina Moral Art. Karina is passionate about educating others about Mexico through art. She is on a mission to help people see beyond the stereotypes and into the heart of who Mexicans are, one piece of art at a time. Karina believes a better future starts with a conversation, understanding, and compassion, which is the purpose behind her business. Listen in as we discuss transitions and the power of using your voice, craft, and talents to change the narrative. Thank you so much, Karina, for agreeing to record with us today. I'm so excited for the listeners to find out about your story. Tell the listeners just a little bit about who you are and who's the woman behind the hustle.
0: Hi, yes, thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, I am a photographer, and I'm also a homeschool mom and a wife, so I know all about juggling all the things and making sure everything is all good to go on every uh, spectrum of my life. So yeah, I am hustling all day and every day.
1: And I know we met years ago when you were still doing the wedding photography, but recently you've switched lanes. So tell me a little bit about that transition and like a full scope of what you're doing right now.
0: Yes, I have been a wedding photographer for about 10 years now. And I started the business with my husband. So we were doing wedding photography together um, for 10 years. And about a year and a half ago, we realized that we were both, like I was getting burned out and he was starting to go and pursue other avenues. Um, He's also a writer and he is a designer. And so he was getting more involved in his career at the same time that I was getting burned out. And so we were really just taking a step back and trying to reassess uh, what we wanted to do with the business together and on our own. And so I decided to, like you said, transition my business because I was not feeling 100% fulfilled in what I was doing in the wedding industry. And while I loved taking pictures of weddings. And I loved all my clients. I just was like, there was there was something missing. And I felt like that something missing was um, had to do with my purpose and my calling. So it's been about two years now that I went on a retreat, and it was a photography retreat. It was like, it was just like getting back to the basics. I felt like I needed to refresh and like regroup mentally. So I went to this this workshop in Mexico. I felt like why, what better place to be during the winter months than going to Mexico and taking a workshop and trying to like reconnect with myself. Um, and it was during that time that I felt this pull and this, this passion well up in me to transition my business from specifically wedding photography to uh, now fine art photography. So I am uh, taking pictures in Mexico of specific cities. And my goal is to tell the story visually of that specific city. Um, I really felt that at the time there was this disconnect with uh, the way that Mexico as a country was viewed and there was just a misunderstanding. And so I wanted to be able to make that bridge uh, to people in in a positive way. And I felt like pairing stories, whether they're history stories or like my background stories with pictures and tying that with pictures that I took in Mexico would, would, would do just that, would be able to educate people um, in a positive way without uh, feeling like I'm shaming anyone or without, um, I don't know, making people feel bad. I wanted to do it um, in a genuine way and with purpose.
1: And what challenges have you experienced trying to tell these stories through art?
0: The biggest challenge has been internal um, because as a wedding photographer, it was so easy for me to compartmentalize my life as a photographer when I was working like on, on weekends and in the evenings when I was doing meetings. And then I'd come home and I would be a mom to the kids and everything was very nice and separate and it was very easy. But when you're diving into like who you are and doing work within yourself and realizing that I had to show up as my complete self and talk about like my experiences growing up, my experiences raising kids who are um, bilingual, who are both Mexican and German. My husband is German. Um, It took a lot in me to, to be able to talk about that publicly and feel okay doing it. Because in the past, I, it's been so easy for me to pick and choose what I wanted to share. But with this new uh, business, I am sharing all of me and being very raw and very honest in who I am. So that has been the biggest
1: challenge so
0: far. So,
1: And is there anything that you've kind of discovered about yourself along this journey with uh, making this switch and sharing these stories?
0: Yes, I have discovered how much it's needed. I feel like as I share my story and I talk to other people, uh, there's so many people that can resonate and relate to what I'm going through. Like as a, a first generation person who was told to like appropriate the, themselves with with the culture and kind of like just be quiet. I um, feel like that has been a really good understanding that I've come across. And as I talk to people about it, like it's just been so encouraging hearing other people's stories and seeing that I'm not alone in this process and being able to share that with other people as well so that they know that they're not alone in this Process either of like discovering yourself,
1: and how has your culture and the way you were raised influence your hustle? Is there anything that you? um One thing that I noticed during my time in Mexico was how everyone had a hustle. Do you feel like any of that played an influence on the way that you hustle?
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, my my father is an entrepreneur, so from early on, I always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, like hustling for me and my family is just a way of life we're always like looking to do something different to to help somebody else to like always be pouring into others and always be trying to be to better ourselves in the process and like in Mexico you'll see that people have a lot of different jobs like They could go to their job and then come home and be a creator or um, sell food. Like everyone is always working and hustling and they find joy in that. And that is just so beautiful. And I feel like that is also part of me that I've had to like be okay with. I feel like I would like, it's so common to, to be told like, oh, well, you should just focus on one thing and you should just only do that one thing. But I feel like because of my culture, I have realized that I'm so many things because I I mean, I'm a homeschool mom. And so that in itself is a big chunk of my life. But I also want to build a business. I'm an entrepreneur. And so that's another part of my life. And I feel like I can do both and to know that it's okay to do both and to see that like that is part of my culture is just amazing.
1: That's awesome. What do you hope to teach your daughters through your hustle? Uh,
0: That it's, I feel like I really want her to see me and how much joy I get in the hustle. Uh, So to inspire her, because a lot of people like might get lost in the hustle and then find like themselves worn, so worn down and they lose their joy and they they lose their spark and their passion But I want her to see that just like I had to reassess my passion, like it's okay to transition. It's okay to take a break from what you once thought you wanted to do and reevaluate so that you're always giving like your best self to what you're doing.
1: And being a creative, how do you feel about if your kids um, choose to go into a creative field? Do you think either of them are headed that way or in what, how would you feel about that if they chose that?
0: I would encourage them. I feel like when I was growing up, it wasn't like the creative field wasn't really encouraged. It was encouraged for me to like go into business or to, to, to move up the corporate ladder and, even though I I tried to do that, I feel like the creative side that was suppressed when I was in high school or younger eventually came out and I just had to let it come out. Um, So I know my daughter, my oldest daughter is eight and she, everything she does is creative. She's a dancer. She dances ballet. Um, She would rather... She would be fine if I would let her paint and color and draw all day. She loves to read. She's always living in a world of imagination. And I just love that about her. I don't want to ever make her feel like she has to suppress that. Um, so, yeah, I would encourage them. If they wanted to go to a, a creative route in their lives, I'd say go for it. hmm Yeah.
1: And I know you're, you're homeschooling. How do you work out your scheduling for work with homeschool?
0: Yes, I've been homeschooling now for about five years. And it's been a journey trying to to balance everything.
1: I can only imagine. <laughs> like, I just can't even imagine that.
0: Yeah. Um, but I feel like the, the way that I get through it is that I'm very structured and very organized. And I try to plan the, the beginning of the day is dedicated to schoolwork. So we, we start at about nine 30, we go through our workbooks, we do our um, memory work or any, any academic work uh, before lunch. And then after lunch, we, we, we save some time and they practice their instruments and by that time, I feel like the school day is done, and then they can have their their quiet time where they can read or draw or do whatever they want, and then that's my work time.
1: Awesome. And knowing what you know now, is there anything you may have done differently from when you were first starting off?
0: I feel like in the beginning, so like 10 years ago, I was starting from from square one I didn't know anything I I hustled my way through it through books and listening to um I guess at that at that time there were cds of like Mm -hmm. encouragement um I feel like Facebook was just a new thing, Pinterest Yeah just it started. was,
1: yep, yeah. <laughs> ten years ago. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, it seems like so, so long ago, now that I say it out loud. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I feel like networking was a huge part of building my business, like getting my myself out there. and I, I feel like sometimes I take that for granted, because social media like Instagram and Facebook is so easy to do now. Like it's so easy to post something. It's so easy to say something um, on a post and then just forget about it. But I like, as I'm transitioning, I have to remember that networking and face-to-face interactions have were huge when I mm-hmm. first started my business. And I can't overlook that now just because it's easier for me to, to do a post and then leave it and hope it got likes or, Hope it was seen by everyone. Um, I really have to make it a priority to get out there.
1: What advice would you give to someone um, who would like to do what you're currently doing?
0: I would say just start. I feel like this whole thing with the transition started with an idea. It started with a fire in my heart. And I after thinking about it for a while and knowing that my like this idea was not going to go away that i was only going to keep developing it i had to just take the leap and yes it's scary to to completely transition your business when you're used to so i was used to having a service based business and i'm transitioning to a more product based business and it's a whole, a completely different game like it's completely different the way you market the way you set up your website Um, and even though I thought that I knew how to build a business I felt like I was still on on, like starting over Um, and the only way that I was able to do that is just to do it I feel like you're not going to get to the next step unless you take that leap of faith So if anyone is, is thinking about transitioning, the, the fear might be holding your, you back because you're, you're comfortable, you're, you're comfortable in where you are, whether it's a corporate job or whether it's a business that you've already built, but looking toward the passion and the end goal and the story you want to tell is more important than your fear. Um, So just getting started
1: is what I would tell people. Yeah, I definitely agree. Just getting past that fear and just being focused on what exactly it is that you want to accomplish definitely outweighs any fear. And what are you currently working on or what do you have coming up?
0: Uh, well, right now I have uh, three collections. So I have taken pictures in two cities and they are up and for sale and they are, they I'm telling their story uh visually, each photograph has is paired with a story. And then the whole collection kind of ties together with a bigger story. So I have two of those available. I also have a third collection uh, that, are, that are mini photos that um, are just, they don't have a specific city. They've just been taken in Mexico. Um, and they're smaller that you can put in your office or on your desk or on a shelf. So that is what I have, and that is um, i I'm also sharing more history and more personal stuff on Instagram and social media. So I feel like the, I have, like, the story of my life on social media. Then the collections um, from the Mexican cities are – what my business is. And the next step that I'm so excited about is to bring it full circle. And I'm going to be offering um, guided trips to a specific Mexican city uh, where I plan the trip from start to finish. We plan out uh, workshops, whether it's like learning how to make tortillas or learning how to make salsa or learning how to make pan mexicano or taking a a tour of the city and learning the history of it um, th- that is going to launch in a few months actually and I oh, feel that's like awesome yeah I'm so excited and I feel like it's gonna I'm gonna be able to share my story then offer the visual um, prints to people who are here but then also offer the experience of traveling to Mexico with me and being immersed in
1: the city Mm -hmm. oh that's awesome that's going to be amazing yeah that's really exciting and so I want to take a look at the woman behind the house which is a little deeper so just have a couple of questions how do you define self-care what does that look like for you self-care is
0: I feel so important Uh, it's so important to take care of your health whether it's mentally or physically because if you're not Like in your like, if you are foggy and you can't think, and if you're not with it mentally, you can't really take care of other people or your business. So I think self like self care is making sure that you are okay uh, as a person first, because we are humans Mm -hmm. and people before we are business owners or anything else. Um, Yeah, so just making sure that you're all together. physically and mentally. And the way that I do that is that I am a runner. So every morning, I start my day with a run, whether it's three miles or a little longer six miles. But I feel like that time before anything else ever starts throughout the day, and it gets starts getting busy, like that is my time to focus to do something that I like. I usually listen to a podcast uh, while I'm running. So it's like, getting my mind prepared for the day. And that's, I mean, that's what I do to make sure that I'm ready to start the day and to take care of the kids and to take care of a business and to like serve everybody else.
1: And what's a quote, verse, or mantra that keeps you encouraged?
0: This one is actually like my quote for the year. Uh, When I was like thinking through how I wanted to like focus the year, uh, I had just finished reading a book by Rachel Hollis. And she had quoted in there that hope is not a strategy. And I just felt like for right now, that is what I need to hear. Because I mean, I can like hope that everything goes well and everything that I want to plan ends up happening. But unless I have a strategy in place, it's not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. So that just keeps mm-hmm. me motivated to continue planning and pushing forward and actually doing the work instead of just hoping that my dream will end up
1: a reality. Yes, yeah, I definitely agree with that one. And what's a tool or app or something that kind of helps you manage all of your work and just life as you move around?
0: Oh, my goodness. I feel like I would be so lost without my planner. Uh, I have a so I have a physical planner and mm-hmm. also like our, my calendar on my iPhone so the calendar on the on our iPhone sink like I sync it with my husband's so whenever like he has a meeting he puts it on there whenever I have a meeting I put it on there so that way we're always on the same page and we're not overbooking when he when I I'm wanting him to watch the kids for me. Cause I have a meeting or he needs to, to go into work and I plan something. Um, so that like calendar that syncs, like keeps us together and on the same page always. But then I also have a physical planner that I write in every day and I go through, like at the end of the day, I cross out my to do's or everything that I accomplished. And then I prep for the next day. Um, and that just helps me so that I'm not like already coming into the day frazzled. Like I've already planned it the, the night before. I've planned my whole week, like the Sunday before the week mm-hmm. Um And I don't know what I would do without that planner.
1: And what do you want people to say about you when you aren't in the room?
0: I feel like I want people to say that they can count on me, that they can count on me to encourage them or to listen to them or if they need someone to just pour into them, I am there. I can just be a friend. I could be someone that like, if you want to bring over so, some wine, I will drink some wine with you. If you just need like some cupcakes, I will bake you some cupcakes and we can talk. Um, if you need someone to bounce ideas off of business wise, I am there for you. Uh, if you need to like drop your kids off for a, a minute while you get need to go run an errand, like I am that friend. So yeah, I want people to say that they can count on
1: me. And fill in the blank. My name is, and the truth about the hustle is.
0: My name is Karina, and the truth about the hustle is you've got to keep going because your idea, your message or your story matters.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate you for sharing your story with us. Please let the listeners know how they can connect with you. How can they find more out about your amazing trip that you're planning in Mexico?
0: Yeah, so I am on, I have my website, Car- carinamora.com, and that's just my name. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, carinamora underscore prince. And I'm also on Facebook, Karina Mora Prince.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This was so great. Thanks so much for listening today. Please rate, subscribe, and share the podcast. I would love to hear from you. You can connect with Girl Behind the Hustle on Instagram or Facebook at Girl Behind the Hustle or by email at heygirl at girlbehindthehustle.com. You can connect with the community on our website at growbehindthehustle.com. Until next week, hustle and grace.